Welcome along to the first session here on Full Time. Wanting to send a shout out, of course, going out to our sponsors, Race Greg Motors. They are down there on Gray Street. Go and check them out. Of course, we welcome first of all to the show our uh, main man, Mr. Rao Walker. Morning, bro. Yeah, good morning, boys. A uh, beautiful day here in Gizzi. Uh, starting to cool, but uh, started out and about. So I think, uh, you know, summer's finally arrived from all the wet weather, Gizzi. Yes, indeed. Also enjoying a bit of the nice weather up there in Pyro, I believe. We have with us our man, Reno Wilkinson. Morena, bro. Yeah, morena, 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 boys. And uh, yeah, you're right, Keithy. Beautiful day. Blue skies, uh, not a cloud at the moment around. But um, yeah, it's been lovely over the last couple of days. Like uh, Ra said, the uh, previous days, man, it's been rubbish, thunder, lightning, wet weather, every blooming thing. So uh, glad to have some sunny weather, mate. And in a, in a country that's noted for its beautiful weather, we have over there in Australia, our man Jason Tafifirangi. Morning, JT. Yeah, morning, Nikita. I love the irony in your tone. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, not, it's, not, it's a welcome relief from the furnace like conditions we've had probably the last two and a half to three weeks, so it's only a mild 22 degrees today. Right. I'm an ultimate show. Just to say well done on getting home, boys, after the uh, Man Up rally. I saw you down there. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent stuff. Excellent stuff. <laughs> now, um, on Wednesday, Reno, we, we discussed, and this is something that was quite prominent and um, that, that kind of, I don't know, we spent some time talking about, and that's, I suppose, the state of boxing in this country. Hey, I mean, Ra, you are also part of that conversation uh, too, pretty much. What do you think? We'll, we'll ask you. What do you think of um, the state of boxing in, in New Zealand? Well, it's, you know, one of those, um, I don't know how to put it in, in a sporting context, but uh, I don't know, sometimes I think um, there's a fine line between the actual sport of boxing and entertainment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it's not just here in New Zealand. You see it sort of uh, happening around the world. I think it always will be. It always has been. Um, sometimes you think some of these bouts that they, they arrange uh, are quite, uh, what's the word, quite um, uh, jovial sort of thing. They're very... Um, and saying that, though, you know, I probably still wouldn't want to hop in the ring with, uh, with, with some of the more uh, well-defined boxes. But I don't know. I just think... Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of reasons for the nature of boxing as a sport. Why it's sort of perhaps kind of uh, you know gone down gone down their path. Uh, but you're here in New Zealand, yeah, I don't know. I think, uh, I think uh, you know it's, it's more the entertainment value here, and uh, I think uh, needs to go back to, to, to what it uh, what it sort of used to be, which is which is about boxing sort of thing. But uh, you know, there's a few reasons for that. I remember um, when was it? It was it was this year. There were those um, fundraising fights that were sort yep, of um, catching on around the country, yeah. Um, and I think there was a firefighter. I think he got he got killed uh, uh, in one of these so-called friendly fundraising events. And you know the, the sort of authorities and powers that be have come down on that. And uh, you know what was supposed to have been a fundraising event uh, to create awareness and bring to attention um, some cope up that they had ended up being a, a sad affair. Uh, for the for the for the boxers, um, Barney, because he wasn't really a boxer. You know, it's one of those those uh, sort of bouts where they might get you, Keithy, up against another guy from a radio station, and you know, sort of put you in a ring, and then you go for it. But yeah, there's a lot of reasons, and uh, I just think um, 
you know, you throw that all into the mix, and then uh, things can get a little bit. Uh, the lines of uh, the, you know, the the, the the code of boxing can become a bit blurred sometimes. Reno, what's going on with boxing in New Zealand, bro? Well, I suppose taking nothing away, Keithy, from people who uh, take it as a sport. Remember, there's a young group of people who get out there, train hard, get into the ring, and when they fight the opponents in a proper boxing tournament, it's all good. That's the uh, maturity of the boxer we see, and I don't want to discredit anyone like that, you know. I think we're more talking about the fast when it comes to, uh, say, Sonny Bill Williams in that Australian last weekend. Uh, more so, that was based on charity and raising a lot of money for a good cause. So you can't take nothing out of that. Just going back to Razan, where that guy got into the uh, charity fight and uh, after his uh, knock and then he eventually passed away. So that's a sad scenario. That So, yeah, Boxing New Zealand, no doubt, will look at that, let alone other charity organisations who want to get associated with boxing as well. So that's kind of opened up a different... Um, Killer fish again. But uh, boxing overall, you know, um, yeah, look, we've had a highlights of a few names we could run off and down the country pretty pretty proud as well. Yes. Um, everyone talks about two, everyone talks about uh, Shane Cameron. But yeah. uh, some of it's a bit of a fast mate, you know. So, yeah, I don't, run, don't want, really don't want to disrespect young fellas to take it as a sport. I've seen guys who go jogging, get into the uh, gym. Mate, they train hard out you know, and uh, they give as good as they can and they get in there for the pure side of it. They love it. They love the sport and want to fight the guy in front of them and hopefully come away with a win. Uh, some just, um, you know, as I say, go back to Sonny Bull thing, was more a charity thing. He's, a, he's actually a joke, to be honest, bro. See, this is why I bring this up because, I, well, and I'm so glad I didn't watch it, but I did hear about it. And for me... It was just an absolute joke, right from the get-go, right from the very start, when he was boxing, and he's supposed to be the New Zealand champion. He's boxing an absolute nobody that nobody's head off. Who the heck knows how he even, he, he you know, he won his um, championship bout from a wheat bix packet, it seems like, and... I don't know. He he goes, he goes and um, gets counted out, and it becomes a draw. Just an absolute joke. That's why I'm asking, what you know about the 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 state of um, boxing. I, I understand where you're coming from, though, um, Reno. But man, it just is not a good look. Now, JT, I'm not sure if you've um, uh, seen anything that happened with that. Um, uh, Sonny Bill Williams fight, but uh, what do you reckon there, um, JT? Oh, mate, well, the state of Australian boxing's in good hands. I mean, we had the, the Mundine v. Horns <laughs> fight last week, which was an absolute joke of a thing. <laughs> I, uh, I went to watch uh, Creed 2 yesterday, so my faith in boxing has been restored. Right. True. True enough. Now, look, I, I, I was fortunate enough, or unfortunate enough, whichever. Uh, I was involved in one of those um, charity boxing matches. Oh, geez, about 11 years ago now, I got roped into it. I sort of wasn't keen because um, it really puts yourself out there. So we had to do a 12-week training program mm. and uh, was raising money for a young fellow that had leukemia. Unfortunately, has since passed away. But, uh, yeah, just to hold the intensity of the training. And the, one of the hardest things I've found was the sparring sessions. We actually get hit because uh, I've never really been much of a not, – not so much into boxing that much, certain, certain in, a, in a participation side of it, participation side of it, but uh, yeah, no, very, 
a very interesting um, lead up to it, all the training, all the medical stuff we had to go through. And on the night we had to be cleared medically, and then um, I went out, I faced a, a guy probably a similar size, and we went for the three rounds, and uh, we ended up having a draw. So it was good enough, neither of us lost any face, but uh, yeah, I think the victory was just getting into that ring and having to go. It's, uh, it's different sort of scenario. I've never been involved in that sort of thing before. Always been pretty much a team sport player, but when it's just you and no one else, it's, it was actually, mate, oh, I had the brown stuff coming out of my back end, if you know what I mean. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Anyway, and, and see, I, I guess you can allude sort of like to boxing, the state of boxing worldwide. If you look back at that um, Tyson Fury um, and uh, who did he fight? Dante, Dante Wilder. Wilder. Yes. I mean, uh, yeah. you, you've got to wonder what's happening with boxing as a whole. What do you reckon, uh, Marino? Yeah, well, I suppose, you know, that's the top end scale of uh, professional boxing. Two men put their um, titles on the line, and one man, a gypsy, got knocked down twice. Uh, mm. Blew everyone away because he got back up, like I said, on Wednesday, and uh, basically most men would have been down and out. But this guy gets back up and uh, carries on through, then the fast of it all, um, it's a draw. Yeah. Uh, I suppose, <laughs> you know, that's what the world sees, and that's like where you raise your comments in regards to the state of boxing, not only here at Nolte at all, but worldwide um, you would have thought with the two knockdowns Deontay was a sure winner he thought he was as well but uh, that's, just, that's just part of it mate you know um, that's where it's becoming a joke now mm. that's where we see it and all this type of stuff so will we see a rematch next year it's a promoter's dream of course we'll see a rematch next year Yes, promoter's going to make a lot of money yeah, out absolutely. of this absolutely absolutely so, it's, it seems to me all about generate about money in some sense yeah um, but you know, even the boxers, you know, you go back to uh, Mayweather and that uh, McGregor fight, you yes, know. Yes, That was worth millions. It was more about the powerhouse, their industries, their companies, the enterprises. It was a big money injection into that. And, look, they worked, walked away with millions of dollars. Was and, that a farce, though? Um, was that yeah, a farce? Uh, you could say so, but I suppose it's more about uh, entertainment because these guys are massive production companies now, the two of them. They've got their own uh, production in- enterprises now, and you know everyone bought into it. The world bought into it. Um, well, they got plenty of money, bro. The post card ain't going to decline anytime soon. So, yeah, it's just one of those things. It seems to be more about what Ra touched on, I guess, the showcase, but also uh, money. Um, that's a big injection into it now. And look, it's no different to some of the era of the Don King days. So, yeah, it's, it has changed in the last, I would guess, more so prominently in the last two decades. How, how do you see... You know, you know, when you go back to Mike Tyson and Evander Holyfield, forget yeah. about the ear thing, the Tyson era was a pure boxing fight. Yes. We knew what Tyson brought to the ring. Mm. It was like a, a bloody pit bull. Yes. So the fight was actually about a fight in some sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was more about those two going head to head and they were two, um, yeah, two professional fighters. Back in that era... It was good to watch because you knew what you're going to get, a real punch and every blooming thing. But now it's like, yeah, I don't know. I think I wouldn't waste my bloody 40 or 50 bucks watching it now. Boxing has I, changed. I just look for those elite. I look, I look for those illegal streams, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Boxing has changed a lot from, say, like back in those days, haven't they, JT? Uh, what do you reckon? I think Reno hit it on the head when he mentioned that airboarding uh, matchup between uh, Mike Tyson 
and Holyfield. For me, that's where it sort of started to go downhill. Yes. After it became a bit of a circus and more about what's going on inside the ring. Mm. If you go back to further, I mean, they got the, the classic Hagler v. Hearns, yep. Sugar Ray Leonard, yep. Roberto Durant, you know, so some really, really um, classic stouches over time. And I just think in the last, say, 20 years, boxing has kind of lost its way with the with the way money and, and, and online bidding has, has come into vogue. So, mate, I just... This needs to be a, a big clear out, and, and I'm not too sure whether it can recover. To be honest, I, I'm, you, know, you talk about fast fights like the Sunny Bill Williams escapade, and I mentioned the Jeff Horn, mm. Anthony Munn uh, joke. So, yeah, I understand people trying to make a dollar off it, but it's going to turn, it's going to go like that, you know, that, that, that wrestling rubbish, which is big as well. It's going to be all, you know, all cucker and all for the money and acting and all that sort of rubbish. So, which is sad for the purists and the ones that actually take the science or futurism yes. seriously. Yes. Um, but yeah, I just think it's, it's, it's got a long way to come back to, great, to gain some credibility with, with people. Uh, what, what about in terms, because MMA is, uh, I would dare say, MMA AJT is taking a lot of that market that uh, would usually um, focus in on boxing. They're taking a lot of their market and maybe they're trying to, you know, entertain and in the same sort of way? Uh, what, what do you reckon? Yeah, that's probably another factor which is taken away from boxing's market. My, my son, you know, 21 years old, all his mates, they haven't watched, they can't watch boxing. They say it's crap. Yes. They'd rather watch UFC and, like you say, MMA and yeah. Dana White, the, the head of the UFC movement, uh, is, is a very savvy and a very smart businessman. He's yeah. uh, putting himself out there. And let's face it, he's got a, a, a damn good product. Yes, yes. And and the funny thing is, I, I can't watch, <laughs> I I can't I I can't watch MMA. Well, I can, but you know, I I I actually prefer that I don't know more structure, more structured sort of thing. Um, I guess than 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 watching where anything sort of goes. But then I, I don't know. That, that's just me. What do you reckon, Ra? Yeah, well, you know, I think uh, all the guys hit the nail on the head there. You know, once upon a time. Boxing was the number one combat sport, you know, way back in the day. Then, you know, came, then came along the infusion of wrestling, and then now the uh, new blood sport, which is um, mixed martial arts, MMA. I mean, they're all fighting for um, the viewing rights, the audiences, the and uh, yeah. Well, ultimately, it all comes down to money. You know, they're, they're most of them are they're all professional um, kind of sporting fighting codes. So, you know, that that has played a, a big role in and how the different codes, how they perform, how they tend to sort of go about um, arranging the fights. You know, that's why we've seen a lot of these so-called comical, um, you know, uh, boxing matches. Um, it's all about getting back uh, the audiences that have been taken away by these other combat sports. And, uh, you know, I could even probably see even becoming more diluted and getting even sort of more zanier. Uh, the powers that be to try to you know, combine, you know, the combination of mixing up the different fighting arts, but um, even that's a bit on the bizarre side, and, and I don't think anybody's got it right yet. But, um, yeah, sadly, boxing, um, you know, they, they could well be uh, on their way out because it's not just that infusion of all these new fighting sports, but, you know, this will, we're heading towards, you know, and we have been for the last 30, 40 years, uh, this, this PC kind of... Um, Thought uh, mm. you know where mm. events, sporting events like that, are becoming too violent, and um, you know as we touched on there, the uh, guy who got killed in that charity fundraising boxing fight here in, in New Zealand just doesn't um, help you know that cause for 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 the fighting arts. 
It's kind of a risky run, though, and, and, and it just doesn't. It, it happens not just in boxing, but it also happens in other physical uh, sports, um, rugby, rugby league. I mean, I mean that 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 sort of thing happens, uh, kind of like along the along the board in in most contact sports, though, doesn't it, right? Oh yeah, no, you're okay. The um, it's a given. I mean, you know, the more physical the sporting code, the more. Uh, you're probably going to see a lot of a, little, a, a lot of that a uh, little bit of fisticuffs in there. But the nature, as, as we must remind ourselves, the nature of boxing and MMA and a lot of the fighting arts are just that. You know, they're based on violence. They're based on uh, knocking your opponent out, getting them down, and winning by uh, you know by fist or, or, or feet. You know, so um, it's just the nature of those codes that they are what they are, and and that's what they're all about. Whereas um, you know, events like league and rugby, yeah, you're going to get that because they're, they're physically um, enduring codes, but uh, the nature of the fighting arts, well, they're just that fighting. So, you know, you're going to get uh, more pressure and more scrutiny of, of, of those um, sporting events. It's something that's pretty much happened, you know, I mean, it's part and parcel of that particular sport, you know, because it's so violent. I mean, even boxers, when they finish fighting, hey, Reno, when they finish fighting, um, they are, I guess, in a way, quite heavily um, affected, uh, you know, when they get older and leave that sport, though, um, part and parcel of it. What do you reckon, uh, Reno? A lot of physical sport these days, uh, no matter what it is, what code it is, uh, it takes some effect on your body. Uh, Obviously, um, after you finish being a professional sportsman or sportswoman, that's just part of it now, Keithy. Most of it now, it's a business, eh? Mm. Everything operates at the business. You know, you jumped through this week. We've heard about the uh, secondary school rugby up there in Auckland and the poaching of players. And most yes. said it's a business now. It's no different to how the p- professional rugby player cracks it through to super rugby or something like that with a contract. It's uh, either play good or you lose or you're gone. So I think most of it, all of these contact sports are businesses. And uh, you, you do feel the effects, obviously. And um, boxing is one of those. Uh, brain damage is a big thing they talk about. MMA, uh, UFC, very physical. A lot of people are. There's a big majority of people who don't like it because of the physicality. Um, but hey, you know, bloody bloody wheels getting too PC, mate. Yeah, I agree. Now you were talking about. Um, you were talking about. Well, I can only guess you're talking about that young boy who was playing in the Crusaders. Um, uh, uh, well, I don't know, development team, and he's gone up to one of those Auckland teams. Is that what you were talking about? Uh, there, yeah, yeah. What it is? It's, it's St Kent's. That's it's the St Kent's school that's been yeah. hammered. Uh, it's good to see them come out to explain that as well. So it's all about the Auckland Secondary Schools uh, rugby competition. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, some of the schools are looking at poaching players to kind of bolster their team as well. Basically, the focus really is uh, on the individual. Okay. Sport, obviously. And so is that a good a thing? Championship. Is that a good some, thing, though? Um, well, that, that's, a, that's what I'm going to to. Some would say that's not a good thing because that team might just win all the time. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of pros, a lot of cons. It's nothing new, mate. Uh, I know for a fact that uh, it's not only Auckland that does it. Mm. It's been they've been doing this for a long time. It's just got unearthed, and uh, someone's uh, let the cat out of the bag. And unfortunately, St. Kent's St. Kent's has um, taken the whole rough of it all and. It was a big question, I think, was asked throughout the whole country on Wednesday about the poaching of players. That's sports. That's just how it's going now. And mm. like I said, you know, you go to Super Rugby or anything like that these days, um, that's just sport. 
You know, you used to be in Super Rugby. Your franchise areas are where the players came from, the bolster, your franchise. But now they spread right out in the far. Now they poach into areas. You might get a Blues player in their franchise area going to play for the Highlanders. So no difference, mate. To some of these kids, man, these kids are like men. The size of them are like men or bigger than men. I guess that's just the hazard of uh, professional rugby these days, then, eh? What do you reckon, Ra? Well, yeah, it is. I mean, New Zealand, we just, you know, we're we're still adapting to that um, that style of poaching. You could call it, you know, by whatever name. But um, other countries have been doing it for Yonks, the States, um, over in Great Britain. So, you know, I suppose because of our population base and our size, we just sort of, we pretty much know everybody of sorts. So, you know, when we see that happening, there's a lot of... Uh, outcry about, oh, is it fear, blah, 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 but it's just the way of the world. And, and me personally, I, I see nothing wrong with it because we're actually installing um, the nature of professional sport in these young athletes now um, that they're going to be have to get used to anyway, whether they you know continue on the path of uh, pursuing a career in rugby or league or whatever professional code they're interested in. It's just the way of the world. And I think a small country like ours, we're just sort of just catching up with, uh, with the way everything is. True. JT, Rugby League, they know all about poaching, eh? Well, funny you mention St. Kent's because Suliati Vonavalu, placed for the Melbourne Storm, uh, was um, acquired from St. Kent's by the right. Storm as Nassofa uh, Solomona signed on as a 14-year-old when he was still at Wellington College playing rugby. And he was um, going to be the next big, next big thing in rugby union, but um, he's with us for the next uh, four or five years. But uh, yeah, mate, Rugby League's got a history of... Um, because they've been professional, well, allegedly professional, longer than uh, than rugby, so they've got a bit of a head start there. But in saying that, uh, look, league still has a long way to go in terms of the off-field stuff, administration and all that sort of carry on. I think we'll a thing or two from rugby there. Mm, absolutely. Anyway, we're going to go to a break. We'll be back with more full-time right after this. To the On behalf of the full-timers, I would just like to say big thanks to Joachim Currid, who brings us our music intro. Check him out on joachimcurrid.com. He's also on YouTube, Twitter, SoundCloud, Bandcamp, Spotify, Instagram, and follow him on Facebook. Another big thanks goes out to Silent Partner, who brings us our outro. Check out their music on YouTube. And also thanks must go to the Polish Ambassador for the backing music for this promo. Check out the Polish Ambassador on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, Beatport, Instagram, Twitter, and on his website, thepolishambassador.com. You're listening to a podcast produced by Turangi FM, number one iwi radio station in Aotearoa. We play each full-time session on Turangi FM Saturday mornings at 10am. You can listen in live on our Turangi FM media page. Just click the main Turangi FM logo to tune in online. Or if you're in the Gisborne area, we're on the radio frequencies 91.7, 95.7 and 98.1. Also check out the full-time Facebook page where you can listen to the podcast again. Make comments and click links that will lead you to other ways to listen to the podcast, such as Spreaker, iTunes, SoundCloud, Twitter, 
YouTube, Podchaser and Tumblr. Right, let's get back to the fools on full time. Welcome along to our second session here on Full Time. Sending another shout out, of course, going out to our sponsors, Race Craig Motors. Go and check them out down there on Gray yeah. Street. Yeah. Right. We are talking more about. Well, let's let's get on to an, another sport, I suppose. It was a bit of a historic day yesterday, wasn't it, JT? It was an historic day. Um, New Zealand wrapping up the uh, cricket series against Pakistan. Uh, from what I understand, the last time that New Zealand beat Pakistan in a series was back in 1969, I think it was, or something yes. along those lines. So uh, that's some pretty good going for our... What was that, JT? Is Reno that is the message yet, or are we going to tap into that and have a listen to that, or are we talking cricket? Cricket, mate. We're talking cricket. Yeah, look, uh, I think it's, yeah, 1969 was the last time New Zealand beat Pakistan in a away game. So, with, the, with what's going on in that part of the world in Pakistan, they unfortunately aren't able to host test matches in their own country, so they've got to go to the Emirates to do it. So, uh, yeah, win by 123 runs and a series win 2-1 to the I agree there too, uh, JT. I think it's just great news, great news to see um, uh, that uh, happen. Of course, uh, you know, great stuff also from Kane Williamson. I'll be honest, I was watching the game uh, the other day on Thursday, I think it was, and it wasn't looking too promising, uh, but um, I'm glad the boys were able to get it together, especially uh, in the last day. Of course, they were able to bowl out the the, the team, which was um, great to see, eh, JT? Yeah, I think a welcome to the Southie. Yeah, ended up with three wickets and the two got six between them. So, yeah, a good effort there by the boys. And look, uh, just like I said, it's unfortunate that the the, um, the calendar or the timetable doesn't allow us to play Australia mm. next uh, short period. They're in a, in a yep. battle at the moment against India. India bowled out for 350 on day one down in Adelaide, and Australia yesterday it stumps 191 for seven. So still. Uh, still with 59 runs behind um, a first-inning lead, and I think they've never won a series against Australia here in Australia, so uh, the, the chances are for Virat Kohli and his band of merry men to stick one right the Aussies at the moment, and hopefully every, there's a saying over here, I support the teams still in Australia, so at the moment I'm a part of the Twami Army, let's go India. Nice, because uh, they're... Uh... Uh, they're good pickings right now at the moment, eh, Australia? I mean, you're getting them at a pretty good time, um, I reckon, anyway, because uh, yeah, things just haven't been falling right for the Aussies uh, of late, have they? No, we, we 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 sort of got some good mileage out of the whole sand gate, uh, sandpaper gate thing yes. early, earlier in the year, uh, back in March, I think it was, over in South Africa, and look, the, the Gordon specialist, well, I think T20 or one-day players. Aaron Finch is a good one-day hitter. He's a, he's a hitter, not a batsman. Yep. And he's uh, yep. been up a couple of times in that first over and got cleaned out by Ishan Sharma. Absolutely made a mess of his stumps. They went flying everywhere. Uh, yep. Then they've got uh, a bloke called Sean Marsh, who's just out of sorts. He hasn't passed 30 in his last test, 10 test innings. I think he might be struggling 
to keep his spot. They've got a world-class bowling lineup in Mitchell Stark, Josh Hazelwood and Pat Cummins and the little offspinner Nathan Lyon. But uh, for me, the vulnerability in this series and moving forward will always be their batting lineup. They're just struggling at the moment. A lot of pressure on the likes of Lisbon and Kawaja to try and hold it together, but the Indians, uh, they just keep coming. Yeah. Now, uh, one of the interesting things I think that has kind of... um popped up of late, especially in the news. I'm not sure if you've seen this um, there, Reno, but apparently um, Sean Johnson has come out saying that, uh, you know, uh, apparently Stephen Kearney doesn't like him. Um, what do you read into that? Yeah, yeah I did see that uh, yesterday, Keithy, and uh, he seems to be, you know, one minute they're asking uh, Sydney Nipple franchises uh, for a place for his fiance, uh, Kayla Cullen, to play as well. She wants to get over there and but makes him play as a better player. Now he signed up three years with the Sharkies, his family around him. And then, uh, what, six hours or 12 hours later, he throws it out there to the world that um, him and Steve Cooney never really got on. So I don't know why he's unearthing all of this. Kid just needs to uh, focus on his new club he's playing for, leave all that rubbish out of it, and focus on the game. And he needs to get himself back on track. You know, one hot game, mm. five games useless. One hot game, five games useless. He's just wasting his time trying to uh, pick and throw all this kind of stuff out. Just doesn't make it any better for him. Um, Steve Cooney's got a job to do and just makes it more. Uh, look, you look forward to the game in Christchurch, mate, when, if he's going to play for the Sharks and the Warriors are playing down there. And with him saying these type of stupid comments, but then again, I think Steve's too professional as a coach to um, kind of take that on board. He's got a job at hand to do and try and get the Warriors to a... Uh, well, to the top eight and hopefully a premiership next year. JT, what do you make of um, these comments that uh, Sean Johnson's been making about his, uh, well, now former coach not liking him? Well, I think it's indicative of the club he's gone to, mate. Cronulla, they're a bunch right. of them, so it hasn't taken a long to get uh, immersed in their culture. <laughs> they're all kind of You know, last year, was it last year? Yes, last year. Last year you were with me. And I'll be honest, I still believe 2019 is going to be the year for the Warriors. And I think, quite frankly, that getting rid of Sean Johnson is more of a positive, in my way of thinking anyway. I think it's actually more of a positive for um, the, the New Zealand Warriors to get on track to actually win, to, to, to get to the pinnacle of winning, winning the NRL. Um, what, what are your thoughts there? Yeah, well, it sounds like you'll be wearing your faithful uh, attire around the place next year, Keith, your Warriors uh, I'll be wearing, of, uh, outfit. But no, I'll, I'll wear your outfit because you're the one hey? that's bought most of the stuff. I'll wear your outfit. How's that? It's like Shawnee Johnson, you know, how he moved over to this new club. He, he shouldn't have said anything. He should have just kept it as if and just let his um, actions on the field do do the talking and walking. And um, it's like the Warriors, you know, Year in, season out, we always say that this is going to, well, not us, but, but the ultimate, uh, their, their fans, you know, keep wishing, hoping and praying. Like that, Reno. That every season is going to be <laughs> the lucky one. But look, I'll, I'll tell you, um, I'm a believer that, uh, you know, you expect the unexpected. I mean, I, I could always rubbish them. Everybody does. But 
you know, I suppose oh, I might try and keep the pace for 2019, and uh, it's got to be one year they win it. So let's hope that uh, the writing's on the wall and and the boy from Auckland can actually uh, do it. Whether or not they can, well, all will be revealed. But you know, you got to be a brave betting man to sort of uh, think that they are going to go the way. But hey, anything's possible in this day and age. And uh, you know, it's that neck minute. So we'll just have to watch, watch that space, Kathy, and uh, you know, just hope that, that they can personally. Um, I don't think they can, but, you know, in my dreams, I, I'd like to think they can. Well, it's funny because last year, you know, you jumped on board with me. We were, we were, we were saying 2019, 2019 Warriors, uh, their arena. Then he kind of jumped off. I don't know when the heck he jumped off, but he kind of jumped off. Uh, is he jumping back on with us later on, Reno, or what? When he gets to the finals, mate, but they're in the top eight, <laughs> yeah. I'll be in there with us. Oh, He'll be yeah. on our locker, bro. Yeah. Yeah, but hey, it, it is a big ask. It is a big ask. Um, Sean Johnson, not really the do-all. And you're mostly right, Keithy. Everyone expects so much out of that kid when he plays week in and week out. Like I said, consistency, that's been a word that's been around with the Warriors franchise since 1995. They need to step up next year because next year is a special year, 25 years. You see it in the mm. new merchandise that uh, Ra, no doubt, has already bought. Like myself, I've already got my new jersey and stuff. Nice. Um, Nice. I think it's just going to hang next to the next to the rest of the other bloody lot that I got in my wardrobe. Even then, my wife looks at me and oh, you bought another dumb Warriors jersey. They're useless. Waste my money. But anyway, um, yeah, yeah, big year. So I know we've been talking about it for a few years. Twenty nineteen. I tell you what, though, uh, I wouldn't underestimate the Broncos under their new coach. There's that debacle going on. Rabbitohs uh, could be another team, but. Storm always going to be there, eh? Yeah, Storm always going to be up there somewhere. Hey, they've they've always got to be thrown in the mix uh, of late. Um, uh, That's for sure. So you've got to be looking forward to that season there too, eh, JT? Uh, Yes, sir. No, I'm I'm quite happy with with cricket at the moment. Um, It it was a hard loss in that grand final for our side, so we're a little bit disheartening over that one. Uh, But, yeah, certainly, look, once the season rolls around, once the the day's starting to get a bit cooler and <clears throat> gets closer to April next season. We'll certainly look forward to it. To kicking off, I'm not too sure how we're going to go, but I think one of the exciting sides for next year will definitely be the Newcastle Knights. They've showed a bit of, mm. uh, actually a lot of form this year, a whole heap of improvement. And we've got some, some good boys coming on board, David Klemmer, Tim Glasby and a couple of others, Jesse Ramian from Cronulla. And I think that could be a force to be reckoned with. In terms of your 2019 prediction, Keithy, Look, I'll state, I'll state now on the public record, if, if they make the grand final, I'll, I'll buy tickets for it. I'll buy you tickets. <laughs> Fair enough. You're on. <laughs> Fair enough. Now, um, the, the, the thing is, I think, you know, we, we, the, the thing is this. The Warriors are still a very talented team, aren't they, Reno? They've still got um, the Daily M of 2018, haven't they? who is still in the side, who will still be captaining the side um, in 2019. There's still plenty of talent. They're um, starting to develop a forward pack that hopefully will start going forward. Now, it doesn't matter what kind of halfback or what kind of... um, Well, well, it does matter what kind of fly half or halfback you have, but I tell you what, I I know for a fact that... um, if your forwards are actually going forward, it makes it a hell of a lot easier for your halves, uh, doesn't it? So there's still plenty, there's still plenty there to work with. What do you reckon, Reno? 
That's right, Keith. In uh, any four pack going forward, whether it be rugby league or, or rugby, uh, the backs get the roll of the rough and they just go with it, mate. And, uh, you know, we saw that with the Kiwis against the Kangaroos yes. a few months back. So, um, yeah, they got talent right across the field. And, uh, like you say, RTS, um, he was a big part of, uh, I think it was only on Thursday, part of the fan zone and the whole thing down to Sylvia Park. A uh, big turnout there for all the fans. But, uh, yeah, they've got the goods to do it, mate. But, um, all of the teams have right across, you know. Mm. So it's whether they turn up. That's what it is. They've just got to turn up on the day, play well. But that's months away, mate. Um, you know, I'm looking forward to the uh, games prior to it, the Indigenous and Māori game. Uh, we'll just see what the NRL season. It's hard when you uh, see the grand final finish and then you think, oh, God, I've got to wait another three or four months before we get back into it. But, you know, the first week is always the exciting one. Um, you think they've been playing all year round because they bring everything uh, to the uh, table when they play on the first week of the round and, what, 26 or 28 weeks or however it goes, and you got the finals. But, yeah, can't wait, mate. It'll be here before you know it. Mm. And just talking on the uh, trophy that the uh, Roosters won, uh, the Big Cup, the NRL trophy, um, jo- uh, Joseph Manu uh, has it with him in uh, Tokoro. And uh, for all the whānau that's going to Tokoro, oh, uh, check it out at the uh, Santa Parade. Uh, he's brought it over. And a couple of the players are with him as well. So uh, quite an exclusive when you've got a young Māori boy who's so proud of his hometown of Tokoro, and he can bring that uh, to the town for the Santa Parade. Look, we had the uh, Teens Valley uh, Swamp Foxes in the Pirate Parade yes. last night, and they had the Meads Cup. Uh, they're having some selfies, photos, autographs, everything like that. Something unheard of for the Swamp Foxes team. Who would ever thought that? But, yeah, take up these opportunities, and it's just good to see our, our Māori boys bring and be recognised and... Uh, recognise where they're from, mate. So, yeah, you just got to give the rewards there and good on, talk it all. Talking about the Swamp Foxes, though, a hey, winning that um, that award, you know, they just... Uh, 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 you never seen that from, from uh, uh, you know, a real small-town um, team, have you? I mean, it, it's unheard of. Absolutely, isn't it, Reno? Yeah, it is, it is, and it's a whole new territory that uh, our franchise has never been in. Obviously, it's been one of those doom and gloom over the uh, many decades gone by, mm. and, you know, um, yeah, we were savouring the moment. We're celebrating it. Uh, like I say, our pilot parade, they're uh, travelling around and heading out to all the little towns today. I think we've got, like, eight or nine parades on all it's day cool, today. Man. So they are a busy, busy, busy uh, team, and just reaping the rewards from what's happened because uh, they're actually in the ASB New Zealand Rugby Awards yeah. as one of the finalists uh, up against the Auckland team uh, yes. in the Crusaders for Team of the Year. Uh, their player, Brett Ranga, the captain, he's actually uh, put in there as one of the uh, players of the year. So there's cool. a couple of more wow. uh, areas for them. So that's unheard of, mate. Like you say, a player up against some of the big big names yes. from a little town in Waihee. Absolutely. And a little team like team absolutely yeah it's a whole new thing so just to have teams buddy recognized at the new zealand rugby awards um yeah it's unheard of it's, unheard uh, of so yeah you gotta enjoy it mate you gotta love it because very very few and far and i reckon the next one might be to another hundred years true indeed hey uh Ray, have you been keeping up with the auckland tortutters uh, at all um only when they had their first games over here which i think they won all of them but um then they went across the ditch, I believe, and mm. uh, not too sure how they did over over there. Got smashed. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, no, they're, they're only new to the mm. um, to the sport, so you know, you give them a few more games. I think um, I think they'll, they'll they'll do quite well. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, they didn't do too well against um, 
who was it? The Sydney Blue Sox. Um, they were smashed 9-1 um, in their opening four-game clash. So, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how they can um, move on from there. Uh, now, one of the things that we talked about... Now, I'm not, I, I, I'd like you to weigh in on this first, um, JT, because uh, the boys and, uh, and myself talked about the, um, America's, about the America's Cup... Um, you know, which obviously is going to be um, uh, set here in New Zealand. W- what are your thoughts of the America's Cup? Oh, look, I've been firmly entrenched in the Ra Walker camp. It's <laughs> a waste of money event, which has absolutely no relevance to 99% of the population mm. of New Zealand, let alone the population of the world. Absolute rich boys masturbation fest. Is the nicest way I can put it. So Ra Walker. Well, I'm, with, I'm on your boat, Ra Walker, on a waka, not one of these. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And I'll be honest, I'll be honest, um, a few years ago, I was certainly um, I was certainly for the America's Cup, but I think I've slowly been turned by Ra Walker as well. I, I guess I could say I've seen the light there, Ra. Well, you know, quite a few other people, Keith, it's just the exorbitant amount of, the, you know, money uh, the government's throwing at it, and they still try to justify it by, you know, it brings in all this extra amount of money. Well, how's that been working out for us since we started uh, doing the America's Cup? You know, we're still quite a poor country. Uh, I don't see too many uh, people walking around who have benefited from uh, the, the, the previous America's Cups, only those who have been associated with it, which, which are the rich people. So, you know, you tell me who's who's really benefiting from uh, from the so-called America's Cup. But look, I'm quite excited by this um, by that little country, Malta, the Maltese uh, Falcon. Okay. Um, yeah. You know, it'd be interesting to see. It's like um, you know, there's a little mouse in amongst all these sort of uh, big cat mm. folks. Um, so, you know, that sort of brings, uh, I suppose, a different twist on it. Um, a country that's not renowned for, um, you know, any type of sporting kind of prowess, I suppose. Uh, even though they were quite a feisty little fighting country in, in the Second World War. But, um, no, I think um, that's made it quite interesting. Here's this little country, which is probably only about the size of Walken or something like that, one of our cities, and they're, they're mixing it with the, the big billionaire, billionaire boats, kind of like how we used to do when, we, when it first started. But... Um, other than that, yeah, they don't know how many other boats they've got. I think they're supposed to have got an eight. I think they've got them four. So uh, it'll be a watch space. Mm. Uh, well, one of the things, though, especially in this sport, eh, Reno, is that the prices of these boats just get higher and higher and higher. So much so that it, it's becoming that syndicates need to, you know, draw in billionaires in order to uh, race in these prestigious um regattas as such, eh? and it, it certainly has gotten way beyond um, most people's expectations, haven't they, um, Reno? Yeah, it is. You know, JT nailed it on the head earlier on in this piece. Uh, rich man sport, basically, Keithy. Uh, billionaires can have private investments, and, hey, they get a good boat. Uh, it's whether the crew come together and the skipper, the captain, uh, gets it all on work. For New Zealand, obviously, we've got to delve into a lot more areas government assisted, um, mm. also some big corporate companies just to make it work for us. So, um, yeah, rich man sport. I liked how uh, JT said, you know, about the uh, rich man and 
the masturbation side of it and that's <laughs> that's the truth of it that's the truth of it it's 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 uh, like i said to you on wednesday and i reiterate it again it's a white rich man sport mm. um and it's a millionaire sport um you know no racist intent in that regards but that's how i see it and that's just my personal opinion on that back to malta though the only thing i know about malta is when i watch uh pageant shows and you hear miss yeah. malta oh and of that's it right yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, but much. no, no, it is, it is. You know, I, I look forward to to coming to Aotearoa. Um, right. You know, I just look forward to seeing it. I, I don't follow it. I'm not a big fan of it. Mm. But I'm just hoping that New Zealand gets back in there and wins it. You know, we like supporting winners, so see how we go. You know, I'm not. I'm definitely not going to jump in my car and race up to uh, Tamaki and watch it race out there. They should give it to me for free because it's on the bloody Hauraki Golf. <laughs> I'll bring up my, I'll bring up my, I'll bring up my Iwi card soon. This is a very uh, touchy subject, and you mentioned the word tamaki. So what would you rather go to? Really? Let's go give um, uh, Brian a hongi. That's what I'd, I'd do, I suppose. Let's give him a hongi. Uh, anyway, what else is happening um, in sport there, Reno? Yeah, Lance Armstrong, you know, one of the greatest uh, Tour de France uh, riders we'll ever see, and then uh, hit doom and gloom with the drug scandal. Had a lot of money, Lance. Uh, dropped right back into the darkest ever. His darkest ever is when he's only got $145,000. Oh, Most people guy. in our country uh, would love to live on that. Poor guy. But he's invested into an app. He's invested into okay. an app. Okay. Would you believe? Uh, true app? investment. And oh, now Lance Armstrong is worth $4.7 billion. Oh, that's just... Uh, how, how, does he, how does one live off of that, eh? It's just... Oh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, you know. You know and, and Ra was right, too, about uh, the money coming into the country. Look, the country's got into worse situations, more homeless, no mm. housing. There's just so much doom and gloom over the last few years. And uh, these uh, billionaires come into the Americas, come to the country and say it's a good thing economically... Well, the country, well, he's right, mate. Hasn't shown anything so far. No new houses as such from billionaires. Yeah. They're getting more homeless. The country's in the dooms and glooms. Other sport, uh, Blues announced the captains for 2019. Uh, Blake Gibson and Patrick Tuibaloto. Mm. Uh, they are going to be the captain of the uh, Blues team. So uh, you can only but wish them all the best. Uh, Rooster star Cooper Cronk consider playing through to uh, 2020. So, yeah, just a, bit, a little bit of news there. And Lewis Hamilton, uh, Formula One winner this year. He's won it multiple times. Uh, young Lewis Hamilton, uh, big news uh, for us in our region. He will be just up the road from us, uh, coming out oh, to wow. the Leadfoot Festival. Uh, he's coming up to Ha Hay up the beach there and be part of the uh, Rod Mullen Leadfoot Festival. So he's just been honoured into the uh, PETA. Wow. Not wow. often you get uh, some of the biggest no. names, if not the biggest name in the current motorsport. Mm. Scotty Dixon will be up there as well. The Giz, McLaughlin. But uh, this is the key one, uh, naming and announcing Lewis Hamilton coming into on his private jet and to uh, be part of uh, Leadfoot in February up there in Hahe. So what, is he going to jump in a car and race around or just be part of the... Yeah, facilities? he is, he is. He, he is. is. No, he's going to jump in the car and nice. rip up a uh, F1 car up around the circuit up there on uh, Rod Mullins Farm. Cool. And, uh, you know, he's going to compete against Scotty Dixon and all that type of stuff. you got the Indy champion of the world taking on the F1 champion of the world. So, yeah, that's a big money cool. coup, mate. That uh, is, that is. Family. That's massive. Wow, that'll be awesome. Yeah. When, when, when is that there, uh, Reno? When's that happening? Uh, early February, Waitangi weekend. Waitangi ah. February. Uh, Waitangi February. Waitangi weekend okay. February, mate. So, yeah, that, that's big news. So, 
Hey, it's just that uh, Rod Mullen, he's got a lot of coin, digs a bit deep in there, and hey, you know, so... Yeah, that's, there's, there's a, that's a massacre for the country. It is indeed. Anyway, that pretty much winds us up here on Full Time. Of course, before we uh, do make our exit, we get to relieve a bit of the angst that uh, has built up over the week. Uh, that is for sure. We, we get to, um, I don't know, uh, release some of that pent-up tension that we've uh, gotten over the week. Uh, it's a particular section that we enjoy calling... Put the boot in! Right, well, my put the boot in is going out to um, those people complaining about Father Christmas down in Nelson. You know, how how, how this Father Christmas, how Hanakoko, I guess, came came upon them down there in Nelson. Now, I, I, I don't know. Once I finally got my head around it to understand, because people were complaining... They were complaining about a made-up Christmas figure, Santa, who was dressed up in a way that didn't conform with people's traditional ideas on how they should be, that how he should be represented. In other words, a made-up person was being misrepresented down there in Nelson, and well, goddamn. Let's get some lawyers. Let's hang those wrongdoers. Let's let's get some heads to roll for that atrocity. So there you go. That's my put the boot in. Yeah, my put the boot in. It's just going to be an easy one on the weather. I mean, it's been so wet lately, and uh, now we've got a beautiful day. But apparently, we're supposed to get some uh, more rain back again. So we could be in for a very wet holidays. But in saying that, I'm sure there's a lot of country folk, uh, if you're from the country or you've lived out in the country, who who see it as a bit of a a bit of a, a dream come true because we know that usually in summer here in New Zealand we get such dry conditions that water is pretty much at a premium. So um, it's my put the weather. It's to the weather. Put the burden. Yeah, hey, my put the burden goes into the man with the orange hair. Obviously, it's been a big week. Uh, one of the uh, great pres- presidents of America passed away, uh, Mr. Bush, uh, 94 years young. And then you see in the social media, everything sits there, all the presidential whanau sit there all together. You've got, they call it the good, the bad, the ugly. The good, the Trumps, the bad, the Obamas, the ugly, the Clintons. And I thought to myself, I'll put the boot into uh, Donald Trump here because he didn't even acknowledge any mm. of the uh, other presidents. He actually got up with his wife and uh, ended up walking out and leaving. So I'll put my boot into uh, the great Trump. There you go, boys, Donald Trump. Put the boot in! I read an article the other day, actually last night, from the Gisborne Herald Online website to do with a rolling... A, sorry, a rolled over logging truck mm. on Crawford Road, Sydney Street, and I'm thinking, was how can this happen? How can this mm. happen? Was it overloaded, inadequate training, or just the crap road conditions in general? So, you know, what's up with these lumbering lumber carriers clogging up the roads? Not all of them. Some of them are very good drivers, but unfortunately, like most things, a small percentage ruins the whole experience. Uh, and added to that, you got the slash up in Uwawa. I'm sure Rao Walk was happy about that. So, my put the burden goes into the logging industry on the east coast. Put the boot in. I agree. It's been getting quite ridiculous. I mean, uh, the accidents are just piling up and piling up and piling up. And for the most part, they are the logging trucks that are 
uh, uh, happening. And of course, it was out on the front page of um, the Gisborne Herald, having seen that um, that uh, logging truck tipped over. I mean, I, I I just don't know. I don't know what's going on here uh, there, um, JT. And it's been going on for quite some time now, eh? Yeah, and just the frequency of it seems to be, it's like every week mm. you another incident involving a logging truck. And I know some of these guys, uh, certainly some of the comments I read, they got a bit anti towards uh, car drivers, but, you know, all road users need to be accountable for the mm. you're on a little car, like, or you're 40 tons of logs, which may not be trained or have the sufficient skills to handle that load. So, so calm down, everyone. It's a season to be jolly. Ho, yes. ho, ho. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Uh, and, um, man, Donald Trump, oh, bro, what is up with that guy? I mean, like you said, you know, he was supposed to be at a funeral, and he was, thank goodness he did show up, with his wife, of course. I don't know, uh, the, the the guy is just so uh, up himself, I, I think, his ego is just so huge that he thinks he's... Bigger than the United States, it seems, eh, Reno? Well, I'm glad you said it was his ego that was huge, mate. Because um, <laughs> nothing else is, but... Uh, it seems so. Uh, yeah, 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 I don't know. I don't know. He just thinks he's the biggest. He's the, he'd go to people... I don't know. He's, little Americans, eh, they love him. Mm. They think he's the best well, president them, ever in though, history but... in the whole works. Yeah, some of them do. But, you know, yeah, not all of them, not mm-hmm. all of them, but... Ones that I'd see on then, it's like, man, that really brassed me off when I saw the good, the bad, and the ugly. It's okay. like, oh, yeah, yeah. Right. But anyway, yeah. He, he's I don't what... know. You see what happens. Might be, it might be Kanye West will beat him in, in the next election. <laughs> Could be. He's one of your best mates, though, isn't he, Ra? Uncle Donald. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, he's a man of many things, Casey, and, and, and the mate is not one of them, I'll tell you. I'm still amazed at how long, you know, he's, he's been able to be. Um, president of the, the USA. I mean, another four well years liked. after 2020, bro. Another four years after 2020. Yeah. He's not well liked internationally, and uh, you know he has a small following in the states, but apparently that's all that matters. I mean, he's still in the in the top position. Yep, so, it's uh, the yeah, American public that counts. You know, yep, carry on, and that's for another few more years. Otherwise, geez. yeah, indeed. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, right. Thanks uh, once again for joining us. Uh, uh, this weekend, always good to hear from you and uh, look forward to catching up with you a bit later. Yeah, bro, and on our final show for the year, I believe. So, mm. uh, join us next weekend. Absolutely. Reno, it's always a pleasure to be able to catch up with you. Uh, it's always fun to, uh, to you know, uh, share a little a bit of banter and uh, share a bit of um, kaka, as you call it. Uh, uh, look forward to catching up with you a little bit later as well. Yeah, yeah, always good, mate. Uh, enjoy the beautiful weather and just reiterating what JT said, you know, uh, everyone out on the roads, uh, please be safe. It is a time to be joyful and, hey, you know, whānau, whānau time, Christmas time, and get out there and have a good time. And, yeah, look forward to uh, next Saturday. Uh, we'll catch up on Wednesday, mate, and I'll leave uh, JT do the old ho-ho. What was the last <laughs> word, bro? Ho-ho-ho. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, JT, awesome to be able to catch up with you again. Look forward, definitely look forward to catching up with you uh, next weekend. As I look forward to uh, catching up with you um, pretty much every Saturday morning, to be quite honest. Yeah, looking forward to the last show of the year.
now, so we're sleeping on a Saturday morning. Now, look, I don't mind hauling out to the bed. It's uh, half past five, five o'clock in the morning here. And having a bit of a chat to the boys, just everyone back there in Gisborne East Coast, Brian Tamaki, and the Man Up Movement, the old Tupangata, Iwi Tuffy boys are getting your way, so uh, get out of town for the day. Whakaronga ki te reo i te rangi a te rangi a nui a kiwa. Te reo o te iwi.